0: Listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 We must start with Aaron Rodgers, All right. There is lots of daily reports uh, of and rumors on Aaron Rodgers. Lots of stuff that's out there, um, uh, whether it's uh, you know uh, reports about uh, uh, Rodgers uh, wanting the GM fired, or Rodgers being unhappy that reports are coming out, or Rodgers uh, not wanting to talk about things on camera. But then other details getting out. Regardless. Tons of reports are out, and there are two specifically that I want to focus on. All right. And I'll just say this. I believe if Aaron Rodgers isn't responsible for most of these getting out, at the very least, that guy doesn't mind it. That's the very least of it. He does not mind this stuff getting out. Because and I'll paint it to you like this. If you're a truly a private person. If you're a private person, you like your privacy, you like to keep things close uh, to the vest, you're not one of these, uh, go out and discuss it and do a bunch of uh, snap face uh, interviews and, and IG videos. and po- If you're truly a private per- person, the people closest to you know it. Those people know it. The people around you know how private you are and how much that privacy means to you. I'm a private person. My close friends know that and they act accordingly. They know the idea of a surprise party or a big uh, celebration or me going on Instagram or starting a Facebook page or whatever. That's probably not going to happen because it's not my thing. I, I, I like my privacy. I'm not into that stuff. Not my thing at all. And they know that. They know it because they're closest to me. Aaron Rodgers is a private person. We've all known this. He's got an issue with certain things getting out because he doesn't like that the narrative is controlled. We've heard stuff about his family, uh, that he doesn't get along with his family, that they've butted heads and it's played out publicly. There was a story that came out years ago that Aaron Rodgers, in a sit-down interview with Mina Kimes of ESPN, brought his own recorder and recorded the actual interview because that way, if he was taken out of context, he wanted to have proof that they had wronged him and therefore he could control the story. He's a private guy, man. He's not like he is not into all this stuff. Like, he wants to keep that stuff close to his vest. And so, when a report comes out today from Bob McGinn of The Athletic and it says that Aaron Rodgers makes fun of general manager Brian Goodkunst, and he calls him Jerry Krause in group text messages, that seems a bit strange. All right. Now, he doesn't like. Gudekunst, apparently they have, you know, this is a little friction they've had for a couple of years. But when it comes out that in group text messages, he's referring to him as Jerry Krause. And by the way, uh, he's alluding to that because Jerry Krause was painted out to be a bad guy in The Last Dance, that fake documentary in which they kind of, you know, they kind of finagled some of the details and made it seem like it was a little bit more realistic than it actually was. But Jerry Krause was painted as the guy who chased Michael Jordan away. And Aaron Rodgers. Referring to his general manager as that general manager is alluding to the fact that he's chasing their Michael Jordan away. So if the report is true, how did this get out? Like, like how how does something like if you're a private guy, how does a text message chain with people you're close with get out and be made public? You've got an extremely private guy. Uh, uh, details of this conversation gets to the media, which means it's one of two things. Either you got a rat in your group, you got somebody who's going to dime you out at, at the drop of a hat, you got a, a, a snake in the grass who's in your group reporting and giving details of a text message chain to reporters for The Athletic, or Rodgers is good with it getting out. It's only one of those two options. Either somebody stabbed you in the back, or you were okay with the report getting out. The people closest to him know that his privacy means a lot to him. They know that's an extreme violation of trust. So why is it out? Because he's okay with it being out. Which means... I'm more convinced now that any other point during this storyline and, and during what's happened since Thursday, I'm more convinced now Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay. I think he's done. I think th- it's never been more obvious to me that this feels like you're not going to fix it. All right. Brett Favre was on a podcast talking about, hey, man, when he holds a grudge, he's not backing off that grudge. It's over. Like, he's, like, like he does not want to go back to Green Bay. He has no interest in it. So, the conversation now turns to, how can you take advantage of it financially? And here on Straight Out of Vegas, we try and do our best. Now, don't listen to me when it comes to betting advice, because I'm awful. Absolutely terrible, and I admit it on the air. I talked about my 1-17 in 17, uh, prop bets in the Super Bowl a few years back. Broncos, Seahawks, true story. Absolutely atrocious. Terrible bets. But we do have... Vegas experts here. And we've got McKenzie, who is in Vegas right now, ready to give us the latest on what Vegas says as far as Aaron Rodgers being a Green Bay Packer come week one. McKenzie, what do the odds say?
1: The yes on that bet he will be a Packer week one for the Green Bay Packers is minus 150. That's about 55%. The no is plus 105. That's about 45%.
0: Okay, so they think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back with Green Bay, but the odds have shifted to where if, it, if he wasn't in Green Bay, it's not that much of a surprise.
1: It's pretty much a coin flip at this point.
0: Yeah, so, so, that, so that tells me that Vegas is starting to see the reports and that Vegas is starting to look around and go, hey, you know this all-time great quarterback? That guy's on the move. That, like this guy is going to leave the Green Bay Packers, and it's at least it, it's least worth betting on because right now it's a 50-50 coin flip proposition for Aaron Rodgers to not be a Green Bay Packer. And if you would have said that two weeks ago, if you would have said it three weeks ago, nobody's taking that money. Right now, Vegas is acting on the news that is out there, and as we've talked about on this show, when Vegas gets in front of stuff, that's when you need to pay close enough attention. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at six p.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There were several quarterbacks that were taken in the first round of the draft. Trevor Lawrence, not a surprise, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags have been uh, drafting Trevor Lawrence since about 2004. That was a a wrap. Uh, It wasn't even uh, part of the conversation, really. Um, Zach Wilson, he goes to the New York Jets. But then you've got Trey Lance, who goes number three to the 49ers. The Bears jump up to number 11. They take Justin Fields. And then you've got Mac Jones, who ends up with the New England Patriots, but Mackenzie, it brings us to the conversation about who's going to be starting for which team amongst those three quarterbacks when week one of the season starts. So let's let's begin with, at the top with Trey Lance, who goes number three. You called your shot here on Fox Sports Radio last week. You said, I believe Trey Lance is going to be the guy. Um, Trey Lance ended up being the guy for the 49ers, but Jimmy Garoppolo is still under contract. He's still on the roster. What do the odds say the 49ers starter come week one looking like.
1: Now, these odds have moved since yesterday. Jimmy Garoppolo is the favorite, minus 275. you got to bet 275 to win 100 that he's going to be the starter week one. Yesterday, that was minus 400. So it's gone from like 80% Garoppolo is the guy week one and not Trey Lance to about 75 or 70%. Trey Lance may be in the conversation. He's plus 220 to be the week one starter for the 49ers.
0: Look, we've actually – this is – and it's so, it's weird that it played out this way. And it, it's ironic that it's, it's turned around and, and we're here just a few years later. But back in 2016, when the Philadelphia Eagles drafted Carson Wentz, the thought was, well, we already have a quarterback. He's Sam Bradford. So Sam Bradford – and if I'm not mistaken, they had paid Sam Bradford not that long beforehand – And so Sam Bradford was the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, and they went up and moved up to number two, and they take Carson Wentz. Reportedly, Sam Bradford was pissed because he signed a contract. His thought was, I'm the guy. They're going to build around me. I'm going to get an opportunity to play here. And everyone said, look, regardless of them drafting Carson Wentz, and Philadelphia said, no, 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 Carson Wentz, uh, You know he's our guy of the future, but Sam Bradford is our present quarterback. Don't worry about it. Sam Bradford's going to be the guy. September, Sam Bradford was traded, and Carson Mm. Wentz was named the starter week one. And so I'm not – look, and the odds would say this, it's likely Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter for the 49ers week one. But it's not like we haven't seen this before and it just happens to be another North Dakota product in the same spot. If there's an injury in training camp, if, if something happens and you feel like you've got an opportunity, and it was Minnesota who, who made the trade uh, for Sam Bradford back then, if you've got an opportunity – To to pull off a move here and somebody offers you something because they're dealing with an injury or they're looking at their quarterbacks when they get to training camp and they're like, we got to do something, man, because we can't win with these guys. I I still think there's a chance Jimmy Garoppolo has gone. I mean, and especially if Trey Lance performs at a high enough level and they feel like he's ready to go, I still think there's a chance, McKenzie, that Jimmy Garoppolo could be gone. So maybe there is some value and maybe the thinking in the money shifting and going all the way over to Jimmy G or, or dropping down to where it is, maybe some other people are starting to look at it and feel the same thing.
1: Yeah, and you listen to Shanahan's comments yeah, he said there's no competition right now, but I can't wait to get Trey in here. I can't wait for OTAs and training camp. I can't wait. to I mean, he keeps talking about Lance like he wants to see him on the field soon. So maybe that's pushing these odds down as well.
0: No, I, I totally agree. All right, so, so Carter, quarterback starting odds week one of the quarterbacks drafted. We move from Trey Lance to Justin Fields, taken number 11 overall by the Chicago Bears. It is him. It is Andy Dalton. What does Vegas say the likely starter week one is going to be?
1: Andy Dalton is the favorite week one. It's minus 160. Justin Fields is plus 160 to be the week one starter for the Bears.
0: All right. I think it's almost 100% Andy Dalton's going to be the starter week one. Almost 100%. Here's why. Now, I, the, the Bears have come out and said, look, ideal situation because Matt Nagy had uh, – he was in Kansas City when they drafted uh, Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith was a starting quarterback. Alex Smith had maybe his best season that year after they drafted Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes didn't get in until Week 17 that year, and Kansas City had already clinched. They weren't playing for anything, so they were just resting Alex Smith. And that's why Mahomes got the start in Week 17 – Otherwise, he wouldn't have started at all that year. Matt Nagy came from that. So they're going to want to delay getting Justin Fields into the lineup as long as they possibly can. So they've already said, perfect scenario, it plays out just like it does in 2017. I think Fields is going to get on the field earlier than week 17 that year, because you've also got a coach who's going to be coaching for his job, a general manager who's probably going to be coaching for his job. If they're struggling and they need a spark, they also need to save those guys jobs. And so Justin Fields is going to present hope for the future to try and buy them some time and give them another bite at the apple next year in Chicago and potentially being brought back both Ryan Pace, the general manager and Matt Nagy, the head coach. But to start the season off a hundred percent, I think it's going to be Andy Dalton as of right now. Andy Dalton's the better quarterback. Justin Fields is there. Uh, he, they're going to pr- prove that there is hope that that you know he's he's the guy of the future. But the Bears pulled this a year ago when they had Nick Foles and they had Mitch Trubisky on the roster. They let Mitch Trubisky be the guy because he was the more experienced in the offense. He was the guy that had been there longer. And ultimately, they were waiting for the opportunity to put in Nick Foles. I think the same is going to play out here. I think I think that is a lock that Andy Dalton is going to be the. Start week one,
1: so that's the best bet we got. We got for the no, day? it's not. Don't don't even
0: go there. No, it's not because I'll, the, the bet will now lose. Because if I call it a best bet, it's got no sh- no shot of happening. Uh, finally, and let's uh, and we wrap up after this. Mac Jones is in New England. Cam Newton, of course, is there. Mac Jones goes sixteen or Mac Jones goes to the Patriots in the first round, number fifteen overall. What does Vegas say the likelihood and likely starter is going to be week one for the New England Patriots?
1: This is shocking to me. The biggest favorite to be the week one starter out of all the quarterbacks we've been talking about, Cam Newton, minus 300 to be the week one starter. Mac Jones, plus 300 to be the week one starter for the Patriots.
0: See, I I actually think that's right on the money because, look, the one Bill Belichick has got ultimate job security, right? So he doesn't have to be in a rush. He doesn't have to be in a rush to put Mac Jones in. And Belichick isn't the biggest fan of playing rookies to begin with if you talk to enough people that have spent time around him I think this makes all the sense in the world. I think cam Newton's going to be the starter I, I actually think if you could bet right now which one of these quarterbacks is not going to see the field in in 2021 of the quarterbacks draft in the first round I think it's mac Jones. I think it's by far and away Mac Jones because there is no rush to get him out there like there is in Chicago or like there might be in San Francisco if Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured. I think this is, this one, If, if I, don't know, I don't know if this is an, an, uh, on the table that you can bet this somewhere, but I wonder what the odds would be Mac Jones not playing at all or not getting a start at all for New England in 2021, barring injury, I think Belichick is going to wait as long as possible. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit, overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry, in media, sports, and more every week, explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the 5th Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mackenzie, who is playing the role of the voice of Vegas here from the Strip in Las Vegas, There was a crazy NBA trend, something that had not happened before that ended up happening. Please explain. What the hell are we talking about here?
1: Prior to last night, there was 119 times since 2002 that a 10-point favorite went to overtime. So they're a big favorite, 10-plus-point favorite, but they go to overtime. Every single time prior to last night... That team failed to cover. Makes sense. You only got five minutes in overtime. You're a 10 point favorite. The Phoenix Suns ended that trend. They were 13 point favorites. They go to overtime versus the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, and they win by 18, blowing the doors off the Cavs in the extra period.
0: So hit, it had never happened before.
1: As far as our database goes back till 2002, 100 in and 19 and 0. <laughs>
0: It's First of all, the, again, the fact that you know that, and then the fact that you know, and there was a no-hitter uh, uh, in Major League Baseball um, uh, earlier today, and so you also knew, what was, this, what was the no-hitter stat, uh, a team coming bet off on, a no-hitter?
1: So bet on the Baltimore Orioles tomorrow, according to this trend, teams after throwing a no-hitter are plus 15 units since 2004.
0: All right, so the Baltimore Orioles is the pick. I don't know when the last time uh, anybody has ever said that uh, on the air. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, like when's the last time anybody ever bet on the Baltimore Orioles? But apparently uh, the Baltimore Orioles uh, is the pick uh, because uh, we had ourselves a perfect game, or excuse me, a no-hitter. It should have been a perfect game, had the potential to be a a perfect game, but there was a mishap at the plate, uh, and therefore uh, there was no uh, perfect game, just a no-hitter from John Means of the Baltimore Orioles. So bet on the Orioles coming up tomorrow. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
1: And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.